Watch the update required podcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST on YouTube. Yo, what's up, everybody? Fornitron here. Che Retro in the house. <laughs> in the house. And you're watching <laughs> the update required podcast. <laughs> DJ Hero. How the hell are you, bud? I'm good, brother. I'm doing pretty good. It's a, it a bit of a crazy day at the office, but I'm good now. I'm just hanging out now. <laughs> now it's good times. How are you doing, man? Doing all right, man. Before we went live, we were just talking about controllers and how I've been getting used to the Xbox Series controller. I'll put it in the frame here. And yeah, like I'm kind of liking that it's a little bit wider than the DualSense controller. And then Jay Retro and I were just sharing our personal likes and dislikes of different controllers and i was just wondering like what's like i wonder let's look at the duke controller like the reissued duke controllers we were just talking about that what was the big difference i think like that big ass x bot and like there's like a, it wasn't even a button back in the day it was just a stupid plastic decal right but there was this <laughs> giant xbox logo in the it was middle a of the stupid ass controller. plastic fucking decal <laughs> well it took it took up so much fucking space right like yeah. it just took up uh, way too much space um because i have big hands like noticeably large hands and i hated that controller which says something um so yeah, it's funny, like as someone with bigger hands, when they designed when the, the Xbox controller that we all think of as the controller for the original Xbox was originally called uh the Xbox controller S or whatever S yeah. I, I suppose stood for smaller and more reasonable. Um S stood for should have done this in the first place. And <laughs> like that's the only controller anybody thinks of, because this one really only existed on the market for like the first month or two maximum of that that console's existence right like they corrected the problem pretty quickly um fun fact the smaller controller the controller s was originally designed specifically for the japanese release of the console yeah because they thought that asian gamers would have smaller hands and wouldn't like the giant chonky western controller and then it turned out that no one liked the giant chunky yeah. western controller so they just took the one from japan released it here look how Luckily, stupid this thing looks like right like look at it's i just, think i changed my mind already it's like so bad what the it's hell so were, bad. how come there's double start and select buttons like because they added the more modern ones and then you got these ones up here wasn't yeah, this start um, and select well no because like um as well People probably forget this, but the original Xbox controller did not have shoulder bumpers. It only had triggers. So oh. the, the there was, I believe, a different start and select button down there closer to where they have those ones. And then the white and black button were essentially like uh, left bumper, right bumper. That would be on dog them. shit. That would, like, yeah. I take this back. I 100% take this back. I'm not trying out this controller. That would be complete <clears throat> dog shit. I remember shit. specifically that in Halo, the white one turned my flashlight on and off and the black one switched white, what type of grenade I had equipped. So oh. when that came, like it worked well because there were buttons you didn't use that much um also I, it I was for the time and it was mapped yeah. appropriately for that time so yeah right? yeah it was just yeah i don't know like playstation was the only people that had had two shoulder buttons like that at that time and so by like dreamcast had only had the one trigger on one size and on in a lot of ways i always say that the the original xbox was essentially the successor to the dreamcast because the dreamcast was built 
with Microsoft's help and ran on Windows. And when you right, look you know at, at, yeah. And uh, so like that, the Xbox originally, they wanted to develop it like with Sega and Sega kind of bowed out of it. Um, they went to Nintendo, they went to Sega, they went to multiple companies trying to get them on board. And uh, it's sort of similar to like when Sony tried to develop the PlayStation with Nintendo, right? Nintendo dropped out and then got crushed by PlayStation that generation, which is hilarious. Um, so, I, I remember I know, it the- came out like at a weird time. It came out like, I don't know if it was like six months before. It was pretty damn close to like when the PS2 was coming out and nobody was spending money because they were just waiting for the PSU to come out. The Dreamcast, right? Yeah, yeah. That was totally why, a huge part of why it failed is it came out kind of in the wrong time in between generations. Do me a favor, pull up that Duke controller again and then pull up the Dreamcast controller and put them side by side. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Okay, here's the Duke controller. No, I'm not asking you to commit rocket science out here. I don't know. Like, like, like two windows. Jesus Christ. Well, no, you're like, put them side by side. It's like, I can't just fucking Dreamcast controller. We're so, not that high tech. This yet. isn't fucking NASA, bud. Get, get the guys in the truck, you asshole. Like, you can't tell me that that's not inspired. Like, that the Duke isn't the natural succession to that controller. They kind of just threw another analog stick on there. And just the way that circle exists with then the two things branching out from it. The buttons, for the record, are the same colors and lettering scheme. So the A, B, uh, X, Y originally existed there. I think the colors have been flipped a little bit on the the Xbox one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, the same X is le- blue the le- and Y is yellow in this one. So they yeah they flipped the colors on X and Y, but the letters are in the same place, uh, which is the reverse of how Nintendo does it. Of course, that's also um, a terrible fucking looking controller. I uh, to this day, and this is there's a small group of people like myself. A lot of people hated this controller. It did have obvious design flaws, like the fact that the, the controller cord comes out of the bottom because they fucked up while designing it and were like, oh, shit, we put this VMU here. Where's the cord supposed to come out of? So then there was like a little notch underneath the controller and you had to take the cord and string it under the bottom and tuck oh, it into the notch. So terrible. Head towards yeah. The, terrible. Terrible. The little VMU with the screen was supposed to have kind of like Game Boy S games you would play on the go, but they were all garbage. They were like LCD games, so nobody. That's used what them. I was wondering. So, I was like, I was always wondering what that was uh, around. So that it's time. your memory card. It was your memory card, but it was also its own little console. Except it was just a piece of garbage as its own little console, so that negated the purpose. They were trying to like do a Nintendo Switchy sort of thing way before its time. You can see it there with the little buttons on it, the VMU. Yeah, virtual memory unit that stood for. Uh, but I gotta say, <clears throat> this controller is so fucking comfortable in my hands. Like, this is actually one of my favorite controllers of all time, just because of how comfortable it was. The Something about the way they had cut out the back for my hands to rest on it with the triggers and for the size of my hands just felt so fucking natural. Um, to be fair, yeah, though, I think the only... Oh, that yeah, that looks like all the grooves and stuff in the back. Uh, the only time I remember touching this controller was in, uh, back when it was called Electronics Boutique and and then when it was set up there and being like this or at a Toys R Us and being like, yep, this is dumb. (laughs) 
Well, I bought the Dreamcast when it was on its way out, so I already knew it had kind of been canceled. It was like they were going to stop making it, and I bought a used one at a pawn shop, and I was like in high school, so it was crazy that I had scrounged together the money to buy a console of any kind anyway. And then me and my buddy immediately went to Walmart and bought a bunch of games and shit for it because everything for the Dreamcast was on sale because they had heard that they were going to stop making them. So I just kind of cashed in really late, like built a good solid little library. And I kept that thing all the way up until only like one or two years ago. I loved that console. Yeah, for me, like when I think back to a controller that I always thought was really good at the time and like always held a spot in my mind was the GameCube controller. Weird enough. I remember mm. like picking that up and being like, oh, I like this. And I like I remember looking at it and being like, that looks goofy as fuck. And then it really does. And yeah. then you play with it and you're like, oh, OK, this kind of makes sense. But yeah. And then what you brought up earlier with the playstations like l1 r1 r2 and l2 and it was like the only controller to really have that i even remember ps1 games and a lot of ps2 games didn't even utilize l2 and r2 like yeah because nobody was used to it being there like there yeah. was just yeah it's the same as when they first designed the dual shock and like i remember when like ape escape came out and Ape Escape was the first game I played where it seemed like there was actually a purpose to having two analog sticks. Mm. I remembered when they designed the DualShock and they showed pitch. I was like, what the fuck are you going to do with two sticks? Yeah, like it was, I remember it that too. It seemed so dumb to me. And I was like, well, the first stick is an incredible thing to add on there, obviously, because yeah. the arcade always had a stick, right? Yeah. You had your joystick and your buttons. And so I was like, great, you're bringing the arcade experience home more like a joystick. That makes sense. But I just looked at that second stick and I was like, what are you going to do with that? And and then like Ape Escape, it was like one stick ran your guy and the other stick was your net to catch the apes or whatever. And it swung mm. it around in 360. And I just remember playing that and being like, oh, and my mind was just like the possibilities, right? Like suddenly I was like, oh, my God. And then the next moment that I had that was like that was Halo, the first Halo. Yeah. And just being like, oh, this is clearly what you do with two sticks, which is now still to this day what every first person and <laughs> third person game does with two sticks. What's funny? Yeah, it's just like, but like when there was like the N64 PS1 era, a lot of those games... They don't hold up. And then even, I would say even PS2, a lot of those games too, don't hold up because they still hadn't figured out the left stick is move, right stick is to move your camera. And yep. there it was the fucking wild west. Like I even, I've been like emulating a bunch of games being like, oh, I remember this being good and then playing it and being like, this is shit. This is so dog shit. Like it's so funny. Like you have this memory in your head of the game, like looking really good. And you're like, Oh yeah, it looked really awesome on PS2. And then you play it and you're like, wow. Okay. This, this does not look well, good. It's like golden eye, right? Like we've had that conversation a yeah. number of times. Like obviously those like <clears throat> leaks of the HD remaster, which I'm still waiting for. Yeah. Rare. I thought it would be here by now, but the leaks of the HD remaster look great. Like there's no denying that. But when you go back, like whether it's through an emulator or original hardware, like whatever decisions you want to make. Yeah. Um, but when you look at original GoldenEye, like without throwing any filters on it, without upscaling it, without putting it in a higher resolution, it, it looks like dog shit. Mm -hmm. And like, like Mario 64 still looks good. Yeah. Because it's like a cartoony art style. So it works for the simple polygons and shit that they were working with at the time. But like, 
GoldenEye looks trash because you're used to playing shit like Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War or something now. And yeah. so you've seen like the realistic military base and things done way better a million times. And so now you go back to that. And you're like, this looks archaic. Uh, and those like I think we've discussed this before, too. Like those games, those early 3D games don't hold up as well totally. as like the 16 bit era stuff. Right. Exactly. The hand-drawn stuff, it just looks cool and retro, and it has this, like, kitschy vibe that everybody digs. But then when you look at those early attempts to do 3D, all you see is, like, a really dated, crappy attempt at doing what we're doing now, yeah. basically. And then GoldenEye's controls, it's the exact same thing, right? Like, you're just like, how did anyone ever play this game with this control scheme and think it was fun? Yeah. Like, it's just painful now it just feels like swimming through mud totally but at the time you were just like this is so sick like this is the best first person shooters ever being on a home console and like and it was and it was a technical marvel for its time absolutely none of none of the stuff i'm saying means that i don't respect goldeneye and that i don't hold it in a very warm place in my heart i just know that like i will never play the raw original version of that game again in my life yeah and i'm to totally okay with that i'm okay with it living in my memory and just like it's a yeah. it was a thing that i did and like i mentioned just earlier i recently uh i was like i want to emulate some ps2 games because there's a bunch of from software games from the ps2 era before they like did dark souls and i wanted to see what they were all about and i'm like i remember those out being out when i was a kid and i had a ps2 and i never got them or like maybe i rented them and like i i didn't get them i'm like maybe it's got to be older and then i'll get them and i'm playing them i'm like what the fuck <laughs> like what like that was such a shit era of gaming like there were there's a few diamonds in the rough but the majority of that era, it does not hold up today because exactly what you just said, because it doesn't really give you that nostalgia feel. It just makes you feel like this is just sh like what we have now, but shitty. Like this is just yeah. like, it's just like the controls. They didn't get that shit down yet. They like, it was all different between two different games. There's no uniformity and everything just looks bad. It looks shitty. Polygons, everything like they hadn't figured out any of that yet. And yeah, yeah. it's like looking at early, like earlier mid 90s CGI and movies. Right? Yeah. When like CGI was really new. Specifically 1997. And <laughs> yeah. And it, it just looks like total garbage. Like you're just like, wow, I really wish you would use some practical effects because those were at a high level. <laughs> level in 97 which is like why a movie like jurassic park still gets watched and like heralded to this day is because it was one of the only things that came out during that time period where the cgi was good because like, they poured so much money into it that was the first time we'd seen something computer generated on a screen where we like believed it to some degree um but yeah now now that's just like taken for granted that every marvel and dc movie and star wars movie you go see or whatever it's going to be like 85 percent done with computers we're just so used to that um, yeah, I think the Batman movie was like all of Gotham was like created in virtual reality. Basically, they were just like, yeah, it's all just like composite digital shots. And like, you wouldn't know that watching that movie. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be like, oh, this is clearly shot in a fake city. But look at this. Yeah. And I think <laughs> you would know. You wouldn't, <clears throat> there would be no suspension of disbelief <laughs> about this demon on the screen. Yeah. Like, Spawn, 19, like, man like yeah they were it was a new thing they were just figuring it out there was some i think with like movies like terminator 2 and <laughs> it's hard to have that up on the screen and then talk uh terminator I'm 2 
and Jurassic Park was, I think, like James Cameron uh, and Steven Spielberg, they knew the limitations of CGI. And then they were like, okay, that looks like shit. But if you were to do that and then a really wide angle and then have it with this lighting, it actually looks pretty good. And then switch to a practical effect in the next shot when we close up, right? Like Jurassic Park did well because it did a ton of that. It did a lot of like using puppeteering dinosaurs for close-up shots and then digital shots for like a T-Rex chasing a Jeep while it's going really fast or something, right? Like makes sense. And, you know, like don't get me wrong. I know that Spawn couldn't have gone and shot like on location in hell <laughs> and filmed an action. Why not? Demon. Why not? <laughs> I'm aware that it would have at least been too dangerous for the cast and crew to sign off on, if nothing else. Uh, but yeah, like it's it is painful. You're like you could have got a guy and dressed him up in a cool demon suit, and like <laughs> that probably would have been better. Right, and like built a set that looked like hell, kind of like Labyrinth or some shit. Yeah, that would have been way cooler, like way, way cooler. Yeah, it's like that's that's one hundred percent how I feel about like that. The first era of three uh, D games, like they they were just they were Spawn CGI, dude. Like they were. Yeah. They were not good. Uh, like some of the only stuff that holds up from that era is stuff like like racing games because like you could do cars reasonably okay out of those shitty polygons. They don't look super detailed like car games now, um, but the gameplay of racing was good. But a lot of the games that I look back at with really fond memories or do still want to play on those older consoles. It's like the PlayStation, people forget too, like there was still a lot of that 2D hand-drawn style of game coming out still for that console. Yeah, exactly. Like the games that were still like, hmm, we've seen what people have been doing with 3D and we're not quite ready to make that jump yet. Let's keep it 2D. A great documentary that I just recently watched was... They talked about uh, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. And then they were like, yeah, and they're like, what the fuck happened? They're like, what's with this game? And I rented that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt the same way when that game came out. I was like, this is shitty. And it was again, it was like at the time they like they had a like, even though like Mortal Kombat was their bread and butter. uh, Midway at the time was like making its transition to focus more on home consoles rather than the arcade. And then, mm-hmm. so they gave uh, NetherRealm, whatever they were called back in the day, I think they were under Midway or Williams, I don't know. Uh, they gave them, like, a small budget, and they had a super small team, and they had, like, a year to make that game, and then that's what they put out. And then it was 2D, but they kept, like, the Mortal Kombat controls, and it was, like, super fucked up. And then Mortal Kombat 4, that was the first 3D one, and I remember it being cool. Like, I remember when I got it, when it came out, like, 97, 98, I was like, I like this. This is cool. It's more Mortal Kombat. But now when you look back at it, you're like, yeah, this is, I don't like It's the- weird, like, because <clears throat> the Mortal Kombat games are still 3D now, right? But they're, like, 2D-style gameplay. Yeah. So I think They're on a 2D platform, platform, but they're, like, it's all 3D stuff. 
That's uh, like street, street Fighter did that. Like they've all kind of gone that road now. Well, yeah, because I feel like I don't know if anyone else agrees with us or if Jay, if you agree with me, but I kind of feel like Mortal Kombat lost its way in kind of like the like the two thousands era when they just went full in three D and then they were getting like really wacky and then it wasn't until two thousand nine when they went back to the two D style with the three D graphics. It was like okay, this feels good to play and it looks good to pl- to watch yeah um, the modern age whereas like the 3d stuff it was like okay this looks cool but it's shit to play because yeah. you don't know if you're like lined up with the other opponent because the the arena 3d yeah crazy stuff um let's get into this first topic here for <laughs> this week uh this is some big news it wasn't really big news for me personally I don't really give a shit, but like everyone was making a big deal about it. That seems to be our following theme. It's just like, this is news to people, but we don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, Embracer Group to acquire Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix Montreal, and Eidos Montreal. And they purchased them for $300 million. And so for those of you who don't know, these are uh, Square Enix's Western Studios. And they own IP such as Tomb Raider and Deus Ex. Uh, Thief and Legacy of Kane, um, along with over 50 back catalog titles. Uh, I didn't really care. I was like, to me, I felt like Square Enix was just fucking dumping off a losing side of their business. And I think like the Tomb Raider resurgence has gone and passed. I think it's kind of done mm, with. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like. That one where I think you talked about it a couple of times where they rebranded Lara Croft and then you just made her like a legit archaeologist, like badass chick instead of like a big tittied Angelina Jolie. Yep. I feel like the first two games, I think there's three games. I don't know for sure. There's three and they all did commercially quite well. Yeah. yeah. But I still kind of, I feel like, I don't know, me personally, not having played any of those games, I've just like, feel like it's gone and passed. Like when I read this, I was just like, Yeah. Uh, I think that company, Square Enix, needs to fucking consolidate because I haven't seen a Square Enix game that I've been like, ooh, I want to play that in a long time. I think that, I yeah, I had a bunch of mixed feelings while I read this article. Like, on the one hand, I don't think it's fair to just say it's a losing side of their business because of things like Tomb Raider that have traditionally done very well. And there is supposedly a brand new Tomb Raider game in the pipeline from at least one of these studios right Mm -hmm. now. Um, So I think like, but, and we'll touch on this later, like certain of their projects obviously have been giant bombs lately. So then, you know, weigh that out really depends, I guess, yeah, how much faith you have that maybe the Tomb Raider craze isn't over, or that maybe you could take Deus Ex or Legacy of Kane or one of these old series and, like, really give it the rebirth it deserves. Another thing I found interesting about this article was I'd never heard of this Embracer group before, and then it started listing all the other stuff that they've acquired lately, which was, like, a number of, you know, kind of smaller game studios Mm -hmm. and things that I was like, okay, whatever, okay, whatever, Till I got to the bottom and they were like Dark Horse Media Group. And I was like, wait a fucking second. Is that Dark Horse Comics? And it totally is. Yeah. So they bought like the third biggest comic book company, basically. Because like when I was a kid, it was Marvel, DC, Dark Horse. Yeah. That was the third biggest publisher, basically. Like 
Image kind of tried to step to the throne. In more recent years, Dynamite has done pretty good for themselves because Dynamite's got a lot of the, like, rights to movie tie-ins and stuff. So they do all the, like, Evil Dead comics, or they did a Lone Mm. Ranger comic. They do Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, right? And Dark Horse used to get a lot of that. So I do admit, like, I'm not as up to speed on what dark horse is doing now comic wise but as somebody that grew up in the 90s that was still like a whoa moment for me because like when i was a kid dark horse did like as an example all of the star wars comics so like I, that's what i remember star wars comics, right and i had a lot of star wars comics like it was definitely a big part of my collection so that to me is a big name in that way that i was like whoa shit like they own the right to star wars for like freaking 20 years or something yeah um so that's a big acquisition that to me was a bigger acquisition than like any of those other small gaming companies they listed but obviously i do think if they pull this off that all these square enix studios and whatnot will definitely be the biggest feather in their cap so far from the sounds of it um i'm excited for the developers like it was cool their press statement, like I often think press statements are just like, you know, a bunch of kind of bullshit. But it's just like a the, PR. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Blase. It's the same, same. Yeah. And the, the way that it was worded in this one, I got some more genuine excitement from some. They were just like, you know, like this company is all these different investors and they're all independent. And we are excited for them to back us and we can just concentrate on like creating cool art basically, and just know that the financial side of it is covered and they're all independent. So they're not really going to be like probably pushing a lot of creative control bullshit on us was kind of the other thing that I got from that. Right. So just like the lights are on, the bills are paid. No one's knocking down our door telling us we have to make our game more this or more that. And we can kind of just like concentrate on making games and yeah that's actually a great happy news story for the people i like that i like how you kind of flipped it there and i like that side of the story as well because a lot of times too like you could just like fucking blunder a potentially very profitable business by mismanaging it and when you're owned by a japanese conglomerate or like a big japanese company like there is going to be that disconnect that like there is going to be miscommunication and they're going to have different priorities like it's two different audiences like it's two different uh i don't know like they're just i think there was a lot of that and then maybe like i think it's good for both of them like i feel like square enix yeah like dial down consolidate get your shit together go back to doing what you did best and then just focus on that and then all of these other companies that you sold off to this embracer group now that they're owned maybe by some new blood who's invigorated and has enthusiasm for the projects that they're working on and then they can manage it better so it's just a benefit for both sides if anyone has any doubt in any of James's commentary there, or you think that maybe it's unrealistic that just because a company has, you know, some managerial force overseas, that that means that, you know, they're not, they're going to corporate culture clash with the people in the West or something. I encourage you to look up the history of Sega Japan and Sega America during the lifespan of the sega genesis because the like main guy responsible for the genesis's success in north america and for the fact that sonic is a cultural icon who is now enjoying his second movie in theaters etc etc 
was literally driven out of the company over just getting so pissed off at constantly not seeing eye to eye with mm-hmm. the suits in Japan, right? And you say, my vision's the one that got us here. It's the one making us the money. Like, you guys were wrong early. I was right. I said bet on Sonic. And he clearly knew what was up. But they were every freaking month coming to him with some other harebrained idea at what should be done in North America, even though they weren't in the trenches like he was over there. Yeah. Um, So for sure. And like just, you know, a different market that wanted different things that he understood. He got North American consumers and North American kids and what they wanted. And Sega Japan really didn't. And uh, yeah, I think that's a huge part of why we're not sitting here talking about, I don't know. Sega buying these Square Enix studios and like <laughs> what 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 the new Sega console is going to be like or whatever like I think that's a huge part of how that company kind of fell by the wayside for the most part as much as I hate to say that as a giant Sega fanboy um, yeah but that's well, like, why I know exactly and like let's just let's just move into this this next bit here Square Enix will probably lost 200 million on Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and again like those could have been very successful titles, and I think they could have easily been more successful. Um, but like, if you mismanage shit and you don't have like like clear communication, especially during like these times where a lot of people are working from home, like that's just how shit falls through the cracks, <clears throat> and that's how like these games like lose a little bit of their focus, or like they're a little bit janky at launch, or just like little things like that. Or maybe they just don't have the right marketing push. And then that's how you completely lose out. And I just think that these games like had potential. I played Guardians of the Galaxy and there are parts that I liked about it. There's definitely parts where I'm just like, that would like, you could have cut that out. Like you don't need that. And I know I'm on the extreme side of that, but like, I'm pretty sure like if you just like followed 50% of what I'm saying, like that game would have been so much better. And it just shows you, you like anyone can mismanage uh, a like a gold winning IP that you have, and it, like not everything is a shoe in, even if you think it is. I think it's yeah. I think it's really bewildering to me because I think they they lost most of the money on Avengers, in my opinion, because Guardians actually got reviewed really well. At least I don't think it performed in the way they wanted it to. But for the most part, both fans and critics seem to think it was pretty all right. Um, But Avengers flopped mega hard. Mm -hmm. And like it's still just it'll never not bewilder me that they managed to fuck up a big budget Avengers game. Totally. Like when you look at like the blockbuster numbers that like Endgame in yeah right and you're like the avengers right now is culturally one of the largest and most successful entertainment media franchises movies tv shows action figures lunch boxes i have an avengers themed fucking body pillow like there's just you could buy avengers anything they're like kiss in the 70s right like you just fucking avengers slippers avengers nightgown it's out there And how you can take a product like that where it's like, yeah, if you slap this name on a box, it will make fucking money. And you have a ton of money and a big development studio to produce the product and you still fuck it up that hard. Just it'll never not blow my goddamn mind. Yeah, it's crazy. It it was just one of those things where they they tried that approach. They're like, let's just slap 
the Avengers on this subpar game engine and fucking release that and not see if it's fun to play or if it gets repetitive, shit like that. And it's just like, dude, like this is a mega huge franchise, multi-billion dollars. It's like spend a little bit of money to make the game fun and just put in people's favorite characters doing their tropey shit and people would love it. And you would just like keep raking the money. But they were like, no, we're going to cut every corner that we possibly can and then put out whatever. And it's like, yeah, well, that's why people they didn't like literally could have just given us like the Marvel's Ultimate Alliance engine again, like the engine that they used for the X-Men games on the original Xbox which they're still releasing games based on that engine on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. And you could have taken that engine and just upscaled the fuck out of it visually for a new generation of consoles. And you could have just given me that game with a large roster of Marvel heroes and Avengers characters. And everyone would have bought it and it would have got like 10 out of 10 reviews. Yeah. People would have been like, this does nothing new, but it does everything we've always liked about a good Marvel game really well again. And it looks beautiful on new gen hardware. So Absolutely. good job. But to me, it was just such a fucking easy home run. When I heard they were making an Avengers game in my head, I was like, well, clearly that's what they'll do. They'll just make another like, game that you can play four player co-op with your friends and just like you know team up as different avengers and it'll just be it'll be so easy to do they've done it successfully numerous times they're still making well-reviewed games that are exactly like that for another console like why would it be hard and they managed to fuck it up it blows my mind and we're past that era where like when we grew up it was like for those those of our younger viewers who might not know this there was a time when it was just accepted that like 90% of all movie or TV tie-in video games sucked the big one. Yeah. Like it was just like, yeah, it doesn't matter how much you like Spider-Man, 80% of games that come out with him in them will suck. Because it was like these companies really did that back then where they were like, well, the name is going to sell anyway. So we'll fucking slack off in development because we know as soon as we slap Spider-Man's name on the box, kids are going to buy it. And this is before the age of digital return policies and stuff and leaving a review on their website and blah, blah, blah. Like we said in one of our first episodes, we grew up in an era where you would have taken that game back to Walmart and you would have been like, I don't like this game. And they would have been like, yeah, but you sure opened it. Yeah. Go lick a toad. For all I care, yeah. there was no returning shit back then. So, and you're like, your parents spent 90 bucks on it. They're like, learn to like it. Like, there was <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, you're gonna $90 like that. Right. Yeah. Like, that was it. So, that was your Spider Man game. And if you bought a Spider Man game and it sucked, you just learned to love that shitty Spider Man game, or you didn't and you went outside and played street hockey or something. Like, there weren't a lot of other options. And we're so past that era now where it's like, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales come out, you know, like they're cash cows. Like you yeah. can just you can make such a good game out of a property like that now. Like we've had really successful Star Wars games. Um, I always forget the freaking name of the semi souls like Star Wars game that I played. Jedi Fallen Order, I think. That's the one. That's, yeah. And it's getting getting a sequel. Big budget, uh, beautiful game, tells a great cinematic story that, like, respects canon while also adding something cool to the universe. Like, there's just no reason why the Avengers couldn't have been such a rocket fire success. Totally. I'll I'll never get over it. It And you got to think, too, because 
That game, like, I, if I recall to that time, like six months ago or a year ago, whenever it came out, like, there was hype for that game. And then I think once the reviews got out, yeah, I think once the reviews got out, and then most of the reviewers were like, this game is repetitive and, like, there's a lot of shitty jankiness in this game. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh. And then that tanked. And then when you find out, like, the same people are making Guardians of the Galaxy, you're probably like, well, they fucked up that other game. Like, what? what's to say that this game won't be that good? You know what I'm going to do for you is because Xbox it has Avengers on Game Pass. And I've heard that they have patched it and that it's not as shitty as when it launched. So I'm going to play some Avengers before next week's podcast. And I'll let you know how I actually play as an educated individual who has gone in and played some of the game for myself. Because I am the guy you're talking about. Like, as you know, Jay Retro, big comic book nerd, mm. loves his comic books. So when I first heard, like, Square Enix... Avengers game, big money behind it. I was just in heaven. I mm-hmm. was like, this is going to be the greatest fucking game I've ever played. Like, this is going to be like when the Batman Arkham games first came out. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, they did it. They finally made a good Batman game. And I thought it was going to be like that. And I was so stoked. I was like, I'm going to get to be a cool Captain America. I'm going to be a cool Iron Man. Like, I'm going to get to experience all these different powers and control schemes. It'd be so dope. And yeah, it was like, the week it came out, I always, you know, no matter how hype I am for a game, it's really rare that I would buy something without watching at least like one YouTube review, yeah. especially in today's day and age where half the time the reviews drop before it even releases in your country or something like some guy in Europe got it four hours early. Well, or influencers um, get it early and play it early. Right. 100%. So. To, to me now in this day and age is really rare that I like, I don't know, with few things like I think like if Halo Infinite hadn't been on Game Pass, I probably would have got, gone and bought it. Right. But like there's just few things that I would do without reviews. And so I was like, yeah, as much as I love the Avengers, you know, then those, those videos start coming out and you're excited to see them. You're like, yeah, oh, they'll show some of the game. It's going to get me more excited to play this game. And then I'm going to be even more hype when I'm installing it. And instead, it was just one of those moments where I was like, ah. Ah, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, you're like, you watch the first review you watch, you're like, maybe it's just him, yeah, like you're worried, and then you watch two or three more Dreamcast guy. What's the next guy gotta say? (laughs) You know, Dreamcast guy, fucking RGT85, you don't know anything, and then you're like, oh no, Sega Lord X said it's bad too. I don't know what to do now, yeah, you're like, oh, okay, this is kind of unanimous, but yeah, Mm -hmm. like when that happens. And then Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, and you're like, aren't those the same people that made the Avengers game? Or, like, isn't it the same company? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to skip that then. And, again, I'm thinking to the time. I remember, like, I saw a lot of people on my, in my Twitterverse were buying that game, and they they said they liked it. Um, And I, like, I didn't know that it wasn't, like, super commercially successful. I thought it was, like, doing okay. But yeah, like when I, I don't find- even think it sold terribly, it just definitely sold a lot less than their expectations. Well, for yeah, how big once again, like Guardians of the Galaxy, very successful movies, very successful entertainment franchise. But I think they just thought they had a bigger hit on their hands. Yeah, and um, but yeah, playing it like, especially like had it already been it's it had already been out for months before it came to Game Pass, and then I play on Game Pass, and I'm like, why are these these fucking huge bugs in this game? Like still, and I was like that. That's like kind of not excusable. And there was definitely some parts where I'm just like, yeah, hey, yeah, this could be clipped out. Definitely some mismanagement. But I'm gonna do that with you. I want to definitely play the Avengers game 
on Game Pass. But I definitely want to hear your opinion more because you are a comic book person, and and I don't know okay. because they can't. They're not well, going let's by try the to movies. Play a little co-op at some point too, because maybe it's a co-op game, right? Yeah, so and then. Yeah, like, because they can't copy the story of the movies. They had to do their own thing. So it's it'd be interesting from your perspective to see, like, how they did it with the story. Uh, speaking of games coming to Absolutely. Game Pass, uh, Battlefield 2042 and FIFA 22 are coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, that's huge because I know FIFA is one of the PlayStation Plus games this month for May. Okay. Um, but I'm wondering too, because I feel like again with a game like FIFA and like NHL and the sports games, I feel like if you like those games, you're buying that game day one. Like, how many people do you think are going to be going into these games now that they're available on PlayStation Plus and Game Pass? There will be people like I think like it's re- it's funny that FIFA 22 is dropping now because like just a week or two ago my buddy got me to install FIFA 21 off of Game Pass and like I noticed like me and my buddies who are big sports guys mm-hmm. it's like I'm gonna buy NHL every year I'm gonna buy NBA 2K every year but I don't buy baseball or soccer or football but now that they're all there. I'll totally play them. Like, that's Mm. the thing. Like, I'm a big enough sports guy that now if my friends are like, hey, man, you should install FIFA. We all installed FIFA. It's kind of fun. And we've been having some matches. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, because it's free. Like, what do I have to lose? I played a bunch of MLB The Show 21 for that reason. That was on Game Pass. I have one buddy who's mega baseball obsessed. And he was just like, hey, man, like, install it. We can play online together and stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure, it's free. And I actually got, like, deep into MLB The Show for a little while there. I was really enjoying it. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it. That's one of the great things always about Game Pass is that it just like renting games did back in the day. It opens up the possibility of me just like trying things out that I would not try out if it cost me 50, 60, 80 dollars to try them out. I think that's a really good point. So for the sports fans that have sports friends that they play sports games with and they have their priority games, so like their NHLs or the 2Ks or whatever their their particular game is, and then sure. they still have the friends that are like, yo, we all have FIFA 22. It's on PlayStation Plus. It's on Game Pass. Download it. And then now you can play with us. And it's like that yeah. friend who's like you is going to be like, well, yeah, I'm not going to. I would never $80 play that game, but like if it's available to me to pick up right now, I'm going to do that. So that's cool. Um, I'm interested to see Battlefield 2042. I kind of still feel, I'll always still feel bad for my friend who paid full pop for that. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. I thought of him when I read mm-hmm. the article. Rest in peace, James's friend. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Charles. Yeah, I think, Happy birthday, I Charles, by the way. <laughs> Oh, happy birthday. Here's your birthday gift from the universe. Yeah. Salt in the wound there. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I have no idea what situation Battlefield 2042 is in right now. Like, I don't know how much they patched it or not patched it. I've heard they patched a few things. It's better, but it's not, again, where it should be. This would be another good game for you to try out as our shooter aficionado. I was going to buy it at launch before it got all the poor reviews. So this is very similar to the Avengers story. Yeah. Right. So this is totally another one that I feel like I I'm actually really liking that it's coming to game pass. Cause I was like, yeah, like I really wanted to play it. Then it got shit reviews. I completely abandoned the mission and me and my buddies. Yeah. Who got the series X at launch. Like that's been one of our things the whole time is that we kind of just have this accepted rule as a friend group that if like one of us access 
to install the game so that we can at least try playing it together. The only question really is like, is it on Game Pass? Because if it's on Game Pass, it is a zero risk possible reward scenario. Basically. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd absolutely love to run some games online and play some Battlefield 2042 and like. I don't know. I really hope they patched it enough that I don't have a terrible time because I really wanted to play that game originally. But yeah, time will tell. I'm sure like a lot of it is probably like people over exaggerating how really bad it is. But I would still like to see where it's at uh, now. Um, all right. Sure. I do have something exciting to do with you right now. And we're going to go into this into a second here. Excitement abounds. <laughs> the excitement is kicking in all right so we have a new segment it's a segment we've done before but i've kind of jazzed it up a little uh if you look at your screen here it's a new segment called what would you rather <laughs> okay so, okay 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 so j retro what would you rather there's 10 of these okay so i'm gonna set you up here there's 10 of these um some of them are okay. Some of them are a bit ridiculous, but we'll get into it. I want and I want your honest answer. Uh, what would you rather? So, what would you rather? Question one: Would you rather play through Elden Ring and complete it and do it a hundred percent, or would you rather eat at Delicados for a year for all of your meals? Ooh, Elden Ring. <laughs> no hesitation. No I bet you would have to think about that one, but like. So Delicados, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if they have them in the U.S. Maybe they are. They're a small little franchise that you can get. Uh, and they make, like, uh, wraps and uh, some okay fast Mexican food. Um, I love it, and I feel like I'm one of the only people that love it. Um, my whole family likes it. Like my sister and my dad all like it. To me, it's like... I I don't want healthy shit when I want Mexican food. And Delicados is just like Mexican food for someone who walks a few K a day. Yeah. I recently took someone out there and they were not impressed. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, all right, cool. All right, cool. So he would definitely uh, play through Elden Ring. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You ready for this yeah. next one? All okay. day. What would you Let's rather? Go. Play on this Fisher Price remote exclusively, Ooh. or play on a dance uh, pad exclusively. I'm gonna have to go Fisher Price remote. I want to say dance pad because, <laughs> like, part of me was like, "Well, it'd probably be way better for my cardio. Like, I'd be yeah. in such good shape if I played everything exclusively on a dance pad." But the Fisher Price pad uh, appears to at least have. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sort of the form factor of a normal controller and sort of an analog stick where it's supposed to be. Uh, I'm going to go Fisher-Price. Imagine playing Halo Infinite on either of these. I've seen... I There's this uh, Twitch streamer. Uh, her name is Miss Killionaire. And she did a playthrough of Dark Souls 3 plus the DLC on a dance pad. And Very impressive. Goddamn, that was... That was impressive. Like... It was painful to watch because she died many, many times. But as you would, yeah. But still, that's an accomplishment. Okay, so you picked the Fisher Price toy. Okay, so okay. Yeah. Next one. What would you rather? Watch Cats as the only movie for the rest of your life, so you can't watch any other movies or TV shows. You can only watch the Cats movie. So yeah. whenever you're like, okay, I want to wind down a little bit, 
uh, you got to put the Cats movie on. Yeah. Or all Batman movies cease to exist except for Batman and Robin with George Clooney. Oof. Uh, you know, I got to I got to take Batman and Robin with George Clooney. Um, <laughs> I feel like <clears throat> for a couple of reasons. Okay. <clears throat> um, number one, like at least in this world, although I've destroyed a number of good Batman movies, I haven't destroyed all other television and film forever. <laughs> Which I think is pretty good. So, like, Star Wars still exists. The Avengers still exist. This is good. There are other good superhero movies to fall back on, at least still. Um, and, like, a shitty Batman movie means there's at least still one Batman movie in the world. I, I also, like, in more recent times, I definitely don't want to say that I'm ever going to defend Batman and Robin. Really. Mm-hmm. But in more recent times, I've started to acquire this taste for it in the way that, like, I don't know, that I like shitty Mm B-movies or whatever, right? Where, like, I'm watching it because it's bad, and I'm laughing at how bad it is, and that is its own form of enjoyment. And I agree with that. In some ways, like, it unintentionally almost ends up mirroring the Adam West show a little bit in that way. In the sense that it's a Batman that you just cannot take seriously for any minute of its runtime. Um, and yeah, like I'm in the process, actually, I'm like just into the second season of rewatching all of the Adam West shit in a row. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I definitely don't want to say that it's a good movie in any way. It's the worst Batman movie you could conceivably make, but in some ways I just kind of love it for that now. Yeah. I think, I don't even think the people who made that movie were taking it seriously. Like clearly they weren't. And when you watch it as like a fun, like, romp of a time with batman in it like it's like yeah this is a funny movie because it's bad but it's meant to be if they're not taking the story seriously and they're not like referencing the source material it's just a goofy ass batman movie all right i think if it existed in its own world too like i think part of its problem and part of like part of batman forever's problem too right was that like the studio didn't like how dark burton had made it so they brought joel schumacher in to make it more kid friendly because that's what the studio wanted to sell action figures and happy meal toys and everything and like if batman and robin existed as not part of the tim burton universe just as its own product. People would have looked at it and been like, oh, they went the 60s Batman route. Yeah, They made a funny Batman movie. The problem is that I'm supposed to believe that the Batman George Clooney is playing is the same Batman I saw Michael Keaton play in Batman 89. Like, yeah. it doesn't work. It doesn't work, <laughs> right? They're like, they're quintessentially different characters. But I think we can both agree the Cats movie is the worst thing ever and no one should ever watch that. <laughs> it's god awful like i i heard people talk about how bad it was that was one of those things i was like is it really that bad <laughs> i could i couldn't make it through the whole runtime i Brutal. couldn't do it i haven't yeah. even attempted to watch it okay it's let's, horrifying let's keep it going here what would you rather be the director of the new fast 10 movie because the director quit um or <clears throat> You be the director of Fantastic Four, but a sequel to the 2015 remake or the 2015 Uh, reboot. Definitely Fantastic Four. You have to Uh, keep all of the same characters, all of the same actors, like, and you have to continue that story. Yep. I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm okay with it. It's a comic book world story. I love comics. I know the Fantastic Four very well. 
Um, I feel like I could sell the something out of it. And I also just personally have never given a shit about a single Fast and the Furious movie other than the first one. It's literally the only one that exists to me. I can't believe we're still making these pieces of trash. And like the first one, I was like, that was a bad movie. That was fun. And they were like, the Let's first one's make- pretty good. Like, you're just like, all, all right. You're like, you're like, all right. The second yeah. one, you're like, okay, this is garbage. The third one, I liked the Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, Drift one. Yeah. Tokyo Drift is Tokyo Drift is enjoyable in the way that Batman and Robin is enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's good bad. Like it's what's DK stand for? Donkey Kong, <laughs> Drift it's, King. <laughs> it's kind of making fun of itself, right? Yeah. But when you make a franchise that the third movie has already begun to make fun of its own franchise, you probably shouldn't make seven more. That's and then they saying. rebranded it to like, it's not about racing cars. And yeah, we've talked about this before. Now they're super spies or so they're on missions and shit. Yeah. Like, we were flipping channels and it came on at the call center. I was like, what is this? Like, who are these super spies? Like, is this the A team? And someone's like, oh, it's Fast and the Furious. I'm like, no, it's not. I don't, have, I don't have gadgets and blow up bombs and shit. They just raced cars, and one of them was an undercover cop. Like, that's the best in the Furious. Yeah. But no, like, not anymore, bitch. Okay, let's keep it going. What would you rather? Bring it on. You have a wired Xbox controller, but the cable is only half a foot long, and you always have to have that plugged in. Or yeah. you have the wireless Xbox controller, but the battery only lasts five minutes. No matter, and you can't plug it in. You can't keep it plugged in. You always have to have it on wireless. Um, I'm gonna go with. <clears throat> Ooh, that's tough. I'm gonna go with wired. Sit really close to a screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, little stubby hands. I'd have to because I played too many online games. At first, I was like, oh, I could get rechargeable batteries. So at least I wouldn't be burning through batteries and I would just put a new rechargeable battery in every five minutes. But then I was like, well, they would take way longer to charge than the rate I'm burning through them. Like I'd have to buy a million rechargeable batteries, which at that point becomes unrealistic. It's another cash sink. And like, what if it dies in the middle of an NHL game and then the other team scores on me and I cause my team the cup or something like I need the wired one then. There you go. All right. All right. Gotta do it. Let's, Let's keep it going. What would you rather tacos like tacos exclusively or like whenever you eat out you get tacos or burgers i'm going tacos yeah yeah i'm going tacos there's there's a really good variety of tacos you got your soft tacos you got your hard tacos you got your street tacos you know your more authentic fare like what we have here and then you have like your doritos shell taco yeah so we've got you know it really covers a wide variety and yeah you can do a lot of different things with the burger uh i'd be sad to see it go for sure totally don't get me Um, wrong i love me a bacon burger but like dude like I'm, i'm not trying to undersell how difficult this decision should be (laughs) <laughs> because I'm like, you've really presented probably my two favorite foods. Yeah. But I I really, even in just the past five years, too, my lust for tacos, just it's like it increases every day I'm alive. Totally. It's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Love them. I agree Love with that. Em. Tacos. Okay. Next one. What would you rather? <laughs> I think this one goes without saying. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I assume now, am I am I just hooking up with said individual? Am I marrying them? 
Like, do I have to spend my life with that Yeah, person? like, they're they're your life partner for the rest of your life. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Not only do the ladies seem to really, really think he's a stud, and, you know, like, I'll take their word on these things. Uh, I, I, you know, as much as a heterosexual male can, I can look at him and be like, yeah, he's a fine-looking young lad. He clearly takes care of himself in the gym. Sure. So, I mean, you know, other people would be jealous of what I had going on, even if it didn't really appeal to my sensibilities. Uh, but for, honestly, the main, I think, motivation behind my choice here is for all intents and purposes, uh, he just seems like a really nice, humble dude in interviews uh, compared to a lot of other famous people. They both uh, do, yeah. but I think I like Ryan Gosling's humor more than I do Ryan Reynolds. I feel like Ryan Fair. Reynolds, I feel like hit, it would get a bit much sometimes. I That's true. I didn't mean to sound like I don't think Ryan Reynolds is a nice dude, too, because I do agree, like, as far as famous actors go, these are probably two of the less douchey characters in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but, I, yeah, I agree. I think uh, Ryan Reynolds just has a little bit more of the, like, college bro thing still going on mm. uh, he's a little more dane cook in his comedic <laughs> stylings yeah i feel like gosling's a little more low-key like yeah gosling's the sort of partner that would wake me up in the morning with a kiss on the cheek and be like what kind of tea do you want today babe yeah you know? i just i can see that also if you haven't already make sure you see uh the nice guys with ryan gosling and kurt russell fantastic movie you sh- you definitely need to watch that movie. I, um, I don't even out. know what number we're on. Is there more after this? What would you Probably rather? Here we, here we go. Nintendo 64 or Sega Genesis? <clears throat> Sega Genesis. I knew you'd pick Sega Genesis. Done. Done. It's my favorite console of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely love it. And I never owned the 64. Uh, I had friends that owned the 64. I was mm. a PlayStation guy. I was a PlayStation guy. So for that era, I have more nostalgic memories of the playstation one than the 64 also the n64 had the worst controller ever conceived in video games ever i don't care if you like it you're dumb um, <laughs> you're dumb and you're done you're, you're, you're dumb and get out you're yeah done. you're done for the night what's that you like that piece of garbage with its flicky little <laughs> cheap plastic analog stick and it's three prongs for your three separate hands that you have get out you're done get out. um worst controller video game history uh, not that I don't have any fond memories of that console. For one thing, like the N64 still arguably to this day had the best gamut of pro wrestling video games on any console ever. Uh, so definitely just go into my buddy's house and play in like WCW World Tour and WCW Revenge and everything like that was sick. Uh, love Star Fox 64. And when GoldenEye was good, yes, I have great memories of it. Mario Kart 64. Uh, but yeah, man, if I had to erase one from history, the N64 would go for sure. I think the Genesis is a way more consistent library. Hmm. I think if you like asked me the same question, but you changed the Genesis to a Super Nintendo, I would totally pick the Super Nintendo. And oh, could, 100%. And it could I just be because of our age, like maybe because we have nostalgia for the 16-bit era consoles. Like if you were to ask a kid who is maybe... 10 years younger than us or maybe even five years younger than us. I don't know. Like yeah. a bit younger than us. If they would feel the same way, I bet you they would pick uh, like the N64 or, or the- like the GameCube or whatever. Like, yeah, I know there's a whole generation of kids now that are like the GameCube was like their first console, which is like melts my mind. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I have said this numerous times before that for me, the 
8-bit and 16-bit era will always be the era, era, but especially the 16-bit, because I kind of caught the tail of the 8-bit era, right? And like the 16-bit era was really what we grew up in. Totally. And so that'll always be the era, like the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. I owned the Super Nintendo. I lusted after the Genesis and all my friends had one and stuff. I had the Game Gear. And then I finally got a Genesis like after its time in like high school. Um, but yeah, like those two consoles just defined my youth. And so I'll always have the highest level of nostalgia for just both of them. Like you, you could have put a Super Nintendo on there and I would have picked it over the 642 yeah. for sure. I knew you would have done that for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next one. What would you rather? Uh, this, this isn't the question that you think it is. So an Xbox Series X, the way that it is right now. Or an Xbox Series S that has all of the same graphics and processing power as the Series X. It also has the same amount of storage. It's just one is digital, the other is disc. I would still buy the disc edition, um, but that's because I actually buy Blu-rays, which most people do not. Um, I feel like the answer at that point for 98% of people in the modern world should be the digital one. Yeah. Um, I, I know that a lot of uh, gamers too will argue for physical games because of like the used gaming market or like even being able to pick up used games that EP and stuff, which you can't do if you're buying digital. So, you know, I think there's a couple arguments for why you might go the disc route. But for me, the one that keeps me buying it for sure is just that I like buying movies on disc i rarely ever buy a physical copy of a game but if i really love a movie i will probably eventually at some point own it on blu-ray um so yeah i actually my xbox one s now pretty much only exists as a blu-ray player like it's permanently hooked into my 4k tv in the living oh yeah that does have an optical drive on it doesn't it well, both of them, actually, I looked this up because I was like, well, the Series X can play 4K Blu-rays. And even yeah. though I normally only buy normal Blu-rays, I was like, uh, well, the 1S outputs a 4K signal. Can it play 4K Blu-rays? And I Googled it and surprisingly it can. And the PlayStation 4 Pro cannot. So just a, a heads up. Everyone made fun of that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, they were just like. PlayStation 4 Pro can play a normal Blu-ray, but not a 4K drive. And Sony and owns Blu-ray. Like they own yeah. that that media. Um, yeah. You know what? Like this brings up an, inter- an interesting topic. And it's one that we've kind of touched on before. I recently did a review of my Xbox Series S for the amount of time that I had it for. And. You know what? Like when it comes to like the graphic capabilities or the processing power of it, none of that means anything, especially where we're at right now with the games. If you were to put those games side by side, one was running on a Series X, one was on a Series S. If you looked at it at two different monitors, you'd be like, oh, that's the same game twice. But if you like got in super close and then like we're, we're like pixel yeah. peeping, yeah, you would notice a little bit of a difference. But what? I would say is with games being digital for me personally, I'm the same. Most of my games I've purchased digitally and I have a few games on disc, but I don't usually buy them on disc. I do got to say, if you are pulling the trigger on a game that you're not sure of and you bought it digitally, your refund abilities are almost negligible. Like you, there's like, they're kind of like, fuck you, especially on the Sony side. What I've experienced before with the whole ghost of Tashima thing, they're pretty much like, Okay, cool. Yeah, we have the perfect uh, solution for you. Do you have a printer hooked up in your house? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And they're like, okay, 
print off this picture of a dick and then roll that around something sharp and shove it up your fucking ass because we're not doing anything for you. And I was like, okay, cool. One of the biggest companies ever. A lot of people pride you in it, like being behind your product. You just told me to print off a dick and shove it up my ass. And they're like, yep, we absolutely did. Um, <laughs> and I kind of got graphic there, but it was for comedic purposes. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of no, what that's what they told him. Guys, yeah, right? <laughs> word for word. <laughs> but that's kind of what you're looking at when it comes to uh, the refund policy on digital games. It's kind of, it's not yeah. great right now. So that's kind of like the biggest benefit of having a game that has an optical drive is because that used market is still a great option. And then also when you're done, if you're one of those people that like once you finish a game, and you're done with it and you don't ever revisit your games like Great, make a little bit of that money back, and then get yourself Facebook a new game. Marketplace it up, hundred percent. eBay, right? like whatever, I, get yeah. get some of that money back. Yeah. Uh, and then also for people like Jay, who like who like optical media for their movies, and it's a great option for that, especially for people who use this as their main entertainment unit. Um, but if you're that family that plays Fortnite, plays Apex Legends, and then has a Game Pass subscription, the Series S. The way it is now at two ninety nine is the best deal in gaming. Period. Hundred percent. And and to be honest, I've been saying it the entire time. I bought the Series X at launch, and it's. I always joke. It's funny. Like I ended up playing on a ten eighty p monitor anyway. Mm-hmm. But ninety ninety percent of people, no, pretty much hundred percent of people that have come to me at all since the beginning of that new console generation and being like, "Hey Jay, I don't know much about gaming, but you're really into gaming, and I'm thinking of getting back into it or whatever. Like, what should I buy?" I always say the Series S because I'm like, your risk reward proposition is just so fucking good. Like the yeah. bang for your buck is insane. Totally. And it, you know, if you buy it and you love the shit out of it and then you're like, "Oh my god, I want to buy like a sick gamer girl PC next." It's like, "Cool. Like now you can go do that cuz you know you're a gamer again." Yeah. But if you're one of those people, right, you've been on the fence and then you were looking at Game Pass and you were like, "Maybe that's like buying a Series S and Game Pass is the most affordable way into the current era of gaming and Absolutely. it's just like such a sick deal." And especially for like you were saying like families people whose kids want to get into gaming and you don't want to spend 90 dollars on a brand new game every freaking month for them yeah it's just like cheapest console on the market one subscription fee that you have to pay for them you can get the yearly deal pay it once a year and you're like there you go little johnny there's your hundreds of video games go leave me alone so I can freaking exactly watch my or people, romantic comedies. Like we've just been recently talking about who want to be responsible in this fucking brutal economy. Um, 100%, man. Yeah. Like this is, this is a great deal. When they first advertise it, they're like, it's going to be a four. This is a 1440 P device. Da, 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 da. That was kind of bullshit. And when I heard that, I was like, yo, if that thing can do 1440 P steady for two ninety nine, that's a fucking, that mean, that like insane. That is yeah. gonna be deadly. But that was also when they're talking about like the PS5 could do 8K, and I'm like, no, fuck, fuck you. I'm like, maybe 8K Rocket League. I don't know, but like, it ain't doing 8K anything that's worth playing. That's um, also when like people were interpreting the Series X, like they were like 4K 120 frames per second, and everyone was like, all at the same time, right? And it's like, no, we meant it could do either. Which yeah, is, like much more realistic, right? But, yeah. Like, Exactly. Yeah. But like, yeah, like my time with it, I, I've 
great, great console. Like I would highly recommend that for anybody. Um, but it's like, again, I wrote that, I wrote that review and then people were like shitting on it. And I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to make this an Xbox versus PlayStation thing. I'm reviewing a thing that I own. And then I'm telling you what I thought about it and who I'd recommend it for. Obviously, if you want to play Ratchet and Crank Rift Apart, you have to fucking buy a PS5. This, this video is entitled, like, I bought the Series S and now I'm throwing my PlayStation 5 in the fucking ocean. Yeah. Like, it's like, I can like this one product. but that's And we've talked about that so much, right? Like, yeah. just so many people have bought in and subscribed to this console war mentality, right? They've yeah. chosen their side. Their stake is in the sand. So, like, we're definitely in a much smaller class of people in the sense that we're just like, hey, man, I just like video games. And, like, I just want to own different consoles and play them on those consoles. Like, most people are only going to buy one. As we discussed, most people can only afford one, and that's totally okay. Yeah. But, you know, just because you can only afford the PlayStation doesn't mean that you need to shit on Xbox and vice versa. Like, just yeah. let your friends have fun playing their shit and be happy for them, you know? Yeah. If you have whatever console that you have and it's got the game on it that you want to play, you won. You won. Yeah. That's That's it. And it's like... And if you have a friend that has a different console and has games that they like to play on it, they're not a piece of shit for owning that, okay? So even though Sony told me to print off a picture of a dick and roll it on something sharp and then shove it in my fucking ass, yeah, I'm still going to play my PS5 because it's got Demon Souls and Bloodborne on it. And, like, I'm happy with that. That was us on launch day, right? Yeah. We were, like, messaging each other the whole day while we're trying to get our new consoles. And, like, when James scored the PS5 and I eventually scored the Series X, like, at no point during that discussion was either one of us, like, you're on the wrong side, by the way. No. We were all just... Like, did you get it? Did you get it yet? And then when yeah. we did it, we were just like, bro, I'm so fucking happy for you. Because I yeah. just knew that, like, my friend had gotten this thing that he really cared about and that he was going to get to play these games. He was excited for it. It didn't matter. They weren't the same games I play. I was like, are Why you just that- watching the tracking on your on yours, too? And you're like, yeah, totally. I'm sitting right by the door right now. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That was funny, man. I still remember that day of like, like walking down and getting it from the Amazon driver in the parking Yours lot. Yours came like, so fast too. Like I remember you got you locked in the order, and I feel like you got yours like in two days. Like you got it like so quickly. It was stupid fast. It was within five, I would say for sure. Yeah, within like within five days of ordering it, it was in my hands. Mine took a week, wild. and I thought I was gonna die. Like I was just like, just like what, looking out the window every day, like Pablo Escobar. Is there any more? What would you rather? Let's see. Yes. Okay. Keep going, man. Keep. What, what would you me. rather? You have to exclusively drink G Fuel, and you yeah. can pick whatever one you like, or Diet Dr Pepper. I've never had G Fuel, so I can't take that risk. And I actually fucking love Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper slept. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I feel like yeah. he likes Diet Dr. Pepper. And it's I'm like, so good. And I've, I've had numerous other diet soda drinkers mention this before. Like these days, new Coke Zero and new Pepsi Zero are actually quite good. They're, they've gotten a lot better at making diet colas that don't taste like ass over the years. But especially back earlier in the diet soda days, Dr. Pepper was always the best tasting one out of any of them because all of the cherry and vanilla and other shit going on in there helps to mask that aspartame kickback. <laughs> yeah. 
And I also know multiple people. Now, I don't, I won't go this far, but I do know multiple people who are like, diet Dr. Pepper is the only diet soda I drink. I normally drink soda with sugar in it. I just actually like the diet Dr. Pepper better than regular Dr. Pepper. I have heard numerous people make I've this actually, claim. I don't think I've ever had a diet yeah. Dr. Pepper, so I, I don't Man, know. But like the next yeah. time you go to the store, you're going to treat yourself. I'll get you're one. Gonna get, you're going to get a 600 milliliter. You're going to go in big. Yeah, get a bottle. Get a bottle. And, uh, report back. I want definitely a, I like i i prefer report. diet coke now and i know it's bad it's worse for you but it ruins your gut biome but i don't give a shit because it tastes good Fucking and like i don't good. i don't get as big of a dad gut man like i need to drink diet soda because of my kidneys because i've had like kidney issues and shit so like they actually tell me i should like basically just like act like i have diabetes even <laughs> though i don't have diabetes got the uh, diabetes <clears throat> Yeah, basically, I'm just supposed to pretend I do because it's very similar to the condition I do have. Um, but I only really got good about that in the last year or two. But I, I exclusively drink diet soda now, and I will occasionally make a rare break from that if there's like, I don't know, because it's like some sodas, it's hard to find a diet version of them. Sometimes you're like, well, I just really want to fucking I think I just need flavor. soda has been my vice forever. Mm. Like, I can't like... I can't be addicted to anything other than soda pop. So like I could like I could smoke 10 cigarettes and then never smoke again for the rest of my life. And just like it just I could drop that easily. But pop, soda pop, that's my thing. Let's see if there's a any- video. I have a video <laughs> for you, sir. I'm gonna send you a good video about Diet Coke. Um but yeah, like in, in general, I don't know. I think you're drinking the wrong non-sugar Coke. You gotta try the new Coke Zero. I want a status support on multiple things. I want you to try diet Dr. Pepper and get back to me. And I want you to organize with your your roommates a blind taste test for you. You're going to do like the Pepsi challenge. But okay. I want it, but no Pepsi. I just want it to be Diet Coke and Coke Zero. The new one. Yeah, you were saying. Okay. A, a new one. Because I swear the new one is like it's on point. I'm very I'll be able what- to ta- I'll be able to taste the difference. But like... I, you- it's funny, like, I watched a similar video the other day where this kid did the, did the Pepsi challenge, like the old school legit one, sugar included, Pepsi yeah. and Coke. And he said the same thing where he was like, well, I'm a Coke drinker and I never really drink Pepsi, so I'll be able to tell. So I feel like and, and he, not only did he pick the wrong one as his favorite, but he was like, that is Coke. That is definitely Coke. And then it was Pepsi. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. I'll do so that. I, I will I will do very curious. The the Diet Coke and New Coke Zero challenge. And I'll have it on a video and we'll watch it together on the next I, on should, the- I should do it too, man, because I, I always get the Coke Zero and I never get the Diet Coke. Like I'm yeah. very curious. We'd be coming at it from the opposite sides. <laughs> All right. Uh let's get into this next thing here. It's a it's a fan favorite. We're bringing it back. Uh, it is the wheel of wisdom oh, and nice, nice to help us uh, organize our backlog of games. So I've got Jay retros up here. I took out uh, Halo Infinite because he finished that. Um, I would say next week's uh, yeah. mission or homework assignment is let's get an impressions video of Avengers. So let's say an hour. An hour is enough time, I think, is to get your impressions of it. So it's like, and then you can just fit that in anywhere. So one hour of Avengers. um, Cool. 
Um, are these games accurate? I got FF7 Remake, Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed, Breath of the Wild, and Miles Morales. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think that's those are the major ones right now. I'm trying to think if you're missing anything. Uh, I think no, I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. Let's spin it. For, that's definitely more than enough. Let's let's finish one of those. <laughs> more let's spin the wheel of wisdom. Okay, let's go. I won't round reveal it. I'll I'll wait for you to round be able to see it in and your time. Round. The suspense is killing me. Oh, okay, a little cyberpunk this week. I'm into that. I'm into that. I've been really <laughs> digging what I have played as cyberpunk. Yeah, you've sure. been t- you've been telling me for sure. Um, you know what I've been into? I've been definitely okay. I'm stoked for that. Let's go back to here. I've been enjoying my gaming PC. It's cool. Um. I gotta say though, I do enjoy, like I, I said this last week, I think, but I do still enjoy the console experience a little bit more because the console experience, like I'm just there to play the games, and then I just yeah. find the navigation is a lot nicer. And you even told me this before I even got the gaming PC. There's just so much shit to tinker with, and that can drive you mental. So like I, at first, I was like, I'm gonna put on the fucking frame counter and all that shit, and make sure I'm at a lock sixty, and do all the little tweaks. And I was going nuts, and I was like, No, I'm turning that shit off, and I don't fucking care anymore. One of the best articles I ever read was a guy for like PC Magazine or PC Gamer talking about how his obsession with frame rate had entirely destroyed his love of gaming for a couple of years, basically because yeah. all he could ever do was tinker, and he was always just trying to get that one more frame, that one. More frame and he was like and at some point i was just like i turned all that shit off and i just started playing games on the settings that my hardware suggested me to play them on and whatever frame rate i got was whatever frame rate i got and this crazy thing started happening where i just like actually paid attention to the games and stories i was experiencing and like got more out of them yeah uh yeah because you know what? Okay, another thing, and it's because I haven't used a PC in a, in a long time. One thing that I don't like is, like, okay, I have to go into the NVIDIA control panel, and then I have to make sure it's set there to maximize performance on certain apps, and I have to choose the game apps that I have installed. And then also there's, like, another window section where I have to do the same. And it's like, I wish it would just do that by default, but, again, there's so many different hardware combinations I can get. Why yeah. not? Just can't be possible. So I wasn't enjoying that. Um, and I don't like how like there's there's the Steam overlay and then there's also the NVIDIA overlay as well. And then by default those were both on for me. So like I just turned those off. I switched like all overlays off. One of the smartest things I did though, turned out by accident, was buying these headphones. Mm-hmm. Because now I have this razor software that just kind of centralizes everything. So it has like all your game libraries from all your different apps and it optimizes all the best settings to run every game at. So you just launch everything from Razer and you're good to go. So I think the software is actually free. Like I'm pretty sure you can just download that software by itself. Um, so I would oh, look into that. I just have, I have like I repurchased some of the Souls <laughs> games again <laughs> for the upteenth time. What's cool mm-hmm. though, I want to give a shout out to a couple of things here. Um, they're not, these are not sponsor sponsors of ours. We have 28 subs. Thank you everybody for subbing, by the way, if you haven't, please make sure you're sub to the update required podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, but maybe one day we'll get some, um, 
some advertisements, but I do want to give a shout out to cdkeys.com. So whether you're buying mm. uh, uh, a year subscription to Game Pass Ultimate or PS Plus or any of the new services that they're coming out with or games from Steam, you can buy them from cdkeys.com and they're even cheaper than they are when they're on Steam sales. So a lot of the games I rebought, I got them for 50% off or 33% off, and it was because I purchased it through cdkeys.com. So if you haven't already, go to cdkeys.com. It's completely free. It's not a subscription service that you have to pay for. And definitely, if you're buying any sort of subscription service for gaming, you should buy it through there because you'll get it for way cheaper. So, uh, yeah, same same thing running right along with that as well. I did check as well. And, uh, yeah, Razer Cortex is the software I was suggesting. It does look like it is free to download for anybody gaming on PC. And inside Razer Cortex, like when you launch it, first you get your My Library page, which is going to collect all your games from your entire PC, no matter where you downloaded them from. You have a boost page that talks about all the features in the background of your PC that it's going to turn off every time that you launch a game. So it's going to free up extra RAM and stuff by turning off features that you don't need. You have a bunch of frame per second stuff, like a frame per second counter and everything you can add if you want to, but who cares? There's a section called Booster Prime that I really like, where you can like actually optimize every setting and there's a slider between like competitive settings and not for different games Mm. when i first downloaded the software the only two games in there basically was like apex legends and battlegrounds uh so i've had this pc for about a year you are now looking at about 15 different games that you can use this like super optimizer feature on including fortnite cyberpunk apex warzone dota overwatch a lot of the big ones And another really cool feature of the Cortex software, which I really do encourage every PC gamer to grab, uh, is there's a section called Deals, where it will tell you the cheapest place to buy any game out of the major retailers right now. So whether that's GOG, Steam, Epic Game Store, whatever, you can add games to your wish list and it will search every online retailer and let you know where the best deal is to buy that game. As an example, right now, if you wanted to play Euro Truck Simulator 2, (laughs) it is... 30% 30% off going for $1.53 on Steam, which is its current lowest price on the internet. So yeah, very cool feature. I've done that with a number of games. Like when I didn't own Cyberpunk and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 yet, you add them to your wish list. It gives you alerts and stuff if they go on sale on any game store so that you don't constantly have to be like logging into six different game stores and checking the price on games. So yeah, good so- pro. Pro tips for you PC gamers out there. Yeah, make sure you're... I want to check out that software. Uh, I like. I got my the games working the way that I want. Like, honestly, without touching anything. Obviously, because they're older games. Uh, like Dark Souls 3, Sekiro. Yeah. Uh, those games just, like, were topped out when I put everything at maximum. And they were just like, yeah, this, this does nothing to your PC. Um, but Elden Ring notoriously has bad optimization... Um, the and that one took. That's given me an issue was Ghostbusters Remastered. Really, uh, didn't want to use my uh, Nvidia graphics card and kept trying to use the internal graphics chip, and then <laughs> I had to like force it over to the Nvidia card through some you know Nvidia control panel shit. Whereas like every single other game that I've installed on this laptop just knows to use the actual graphics card, right? 
Weird. Another shout out I want to give is because thanks to Jay Retro, he told me, yo, use your Xbox controller for when you're gaming on your PC. You might as well. Like it's it's like it's a Microsoft product. Like it's meant to work with it. And it has been a really good experience. Uh, Also, like Steam doesn't even like utilize all the DualSense features anyway. So it's like, why bother? So I was tired of using blowing through AA batteries because I found out today that you could actually turn off your controller, which I never fucking did. And like the the big glowing light would just stare me in the eye. And I was like, yeah, that's just the way you're supposed to just leave it there. It does it itself. And I would just burn through these batteries. But I got this battery pack here. I think mine was on sale for like 25 bucks, but still $31. And it came with a full 100% charge. And the charge, like I played at least five hours of Elden Ring and it's still at a hundred percent. So it's crazy good. It comes with a super long USB cable. So definitely get that. If you are using AA batteries, I highly would recommend. Um, Jay Retro, do you have anything that you want to plug or you want to talk about before we wrap this bitch up? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I spent most of my week working on some Batman cosplay. Probably take a bunch of pictures of that. Bring some of that for next uh, podcast. I definitely want to see you in your outfit. And I also want to see people's react. Like you said, you're going to walk through uh, one of the local grocery stores. And I just want to, I definitely want to see that. Um, Oh, you know what? We forgot uh, to do the wheel of wisdom for my dumbass. Okay. So the only games that I have in my backlog now, because uh, if you haven't already, I have been streaming live on weekends and I did the Neo collection. I didn't finish them, but I, I played like a decent amount, and I was like, "Yeah, I got I got enough out of these games. Uh, they suck. They're well, they're not as good as Souls games, but they're the real thing." Saying you didn't really love them last week, but yeah, like I played the first one, and I was like, "Yeah, it was okay." And then the second one, the second one, you definitely could tell that they got some money that they were they had a little bit of money behind them because like it looked like infinitely better. There's way more cutscenes. There's so like there was just like so much added extra, but I was still kind of like, "Yeah, this is." I don't like that they call it a Souls-like. It's just like, this is just a hack and slash. This is like more Devil May Cry. And like, mm. it kind of reminds me of um, you telling me, us talking about Metroidvanias and why yes. they call them that instead of action-adventure games or, or adventure <laughs> platforming games. And it's yeah. like, stop calling these games Souls-likes when they're just, they're just action, they're just action games or they're just like like hack and slash games. Um, and that's, that's all it was. If you were to not call it a souls, like, and you were just like, this is just like another devil may cry or that type of game. I'm like, yeah, totally. This is a good one of those. Um, yeah. but comparing it to a souls game, it's like, no, this is not even close. Uh, so I did Neil one and two. What else did I play? I also, an- another thing about owning a gaming PC that's paying off already is I get to play these games that are only on steam. And there was a new Souls light called Timesia. I just made a video about it. And I played the demo that just released yesterday. And so that's a, a new video that I got up. So I was able to play that. But now what I'm getting to is my backlog is pretty manageable. I've only got the FF7 remake for PS5, Code Vein, and Remnant from the Ashes. So let's roll the wheel and see what I get. Oh. Oh my gosh. 
Like it like it like just landed oh, on wow. the line there. Yeah. Hilarious. Okay, FF7 remake. You know what? I'm actually kind of excited about this because you've told me like it's really, really good. So I I'm really definitely enjoy it, yeah. gonna check that out. Um yeah, let's uh let's wrap this baby up. So just give me a second here. Well, you asked me what do you have coming up? What do you got going on this week? What do I have going on this week? Um, all right. So well, what I want to plug, um, well, I've got youtube.com for slash Forntron, and I just released the Timnesia video. So it's my first impressions. I only, I like, I played through the whole demo and it's about an hour long. Um, so go check out that video. Uh, yeah. And I got videos. I changed my schedule. So at first I said Mondays and Wednesdays and I live stream on weekends, but I found that like, to get Monday's video ready, I would have to do it like either after one of my streams. And I was like, I'm already kind of burnt out from streaming for like five hours. So now I'm changing it to Tuesdays and Thursdays and I still stream on weekends. There so, you go. Yeah. So I'm going to have a new video on Thursday and then I'm streaming this weekend. I do it at 1 p.m. Pacific time, Saturday and Sunday on my channel, youtube.com for slash Fornitron. I'm going to be doing more Demon Souls speed runs. Uh, <laughs> my, my personal best is an hour and 25 minutes and I did an hour and 45 minutes, but I haven't speed run it in like two years. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, that is pretty good, but yeah, uh, that's what's going on on the channel. And then other than that, make sure you follow me on Twitter. I'm at Fornitron on Twitter. Uh, hit me up there and then let's, uh, let's tweet some shit. Let's tweet some memes back at, at each other. What about you, Jay? What do you got going on? Anything on the channel that you want to plug? Yeah, nothing yet, man. Like I said, I'm going to be working on that Batman video. Just got really caught up this week between being busy at work and working on cosplay. Like, I'd never done cosplay before. I have so much respect for people oh, that this is your it's primary hobby now. Like, especially like consider like how good and like elaborate some people get with the shit. It's totally insane. Um, but yeah, it's I had a lot more fun with it than I thought I would. I think I always had this attitude of like, I would just spend the money on a good costume. Like, why would I just do all this shit myself? Um, and they're like, cool, then, where? Where can you, where, would you go to costumes.com forward slash dot org? And you can, and they suck. And that's the thing. Like, I yeah. went online and I was like, what if I want to dress up like Robert Pattinson, Batman? And like, all that exists is like one Halloween st uh, costume made by one company so far. It only comes in two sizes that might not fit me properly. And I have to get it shipped from the fucking States and pay like $70 extra for that. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I literally could sink the same amount of money into making a costume and probably make something way the fuck better. Uh, and yeah, now I kind of understand it. And plus... I like actually had a lot of fun with it. I was like, oh, yeah. I get it. Like the process is fun. You know, you're like exactly. sitting around watching old Batman movies, making your Batman costume. It's just, I get it. I get it now. It's and crazy. also you go through that trial and error and like maybe like your first one's not going to turn out the way that you initially imagined it. But now you've got the know-how and you're like, if I were to do this again, now I know I use this instead of this or I do this instead of that. Um, 100%. That's fucking sweet. Um Make sure you follow Jay Retro at all of his uh, different areas. We got him at Instagram and Twitter at jfree86, uh, TikTok at jfree86, and make sure you follow his Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash j underscore retro 86, right? Yeah. 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 And then please. also make sure that you are subscribed to his YouTube channel. So if you haven't already... Go to his YouTube channel. He changed the URL. It's easy for you to remember. It's youtube.com for slash retro. 
and then go there and watch his videos. Yeah, man. I've been thinking of a few new kind of like series of videos I want to do. I think I'm going to start doing a retro comic review angle where Mm -hmm. I read some old comics and give my thoughts on them. And uh, yeah, but more gaming stuff on the way too. all sorts of fun. Yeah, all sorts of fun. I always just say, like, do something that you don't mind talking about all day, every day. And you could repeat yourself a million times and you would not care. 100 percent. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then yeah, also go to my channel, youtube.com forward slash And then also, if you are if you're watching us and you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the update required podcast. We don't have our own um URL yet because we don't have a hundred subscribers yeah, yet. You can help us get there. But if you just YouTube search the update required podcast, you will see our little show here. And subscribe to our channel. Like, look, we're live right now. <laughs> you, could, you could do it right now. Absolutely. And if you are watching, we really do appreciate you. If you're watching later, we still appreciate you as well. Make sure you comment and like uh, the episode. Uh, give us your feedback. We're always looking for more ideas uh, to make the show better and more fun for all of you. But yeah, that's going to be it for us tonight. Uh, just do us one last favor. You have yourselves a great day. Peace out, everybody. (laughs) Peace out.